everybody. Welcome back to the second episode of Sister Wives of Hillman. I'm Kaki Miller. I'm Elizabeth Wisniewski. Wisniewski? <laughs> I'm really excited about it. We're here at Pacifica uh, Graduate Institute outside Santa Barbara in the lunchroom. You hear the background noise? Yes, we're very excited to be back on the Ligera campus for the first time since the Thomas fires. Yeah. We evacuated on December 6th and have not been here. And we're also excited because today we actually had really good vegan options that were also gluten-free. Super delicious lunch. Yeah. I wish that I could share it with all of you through the podcast. <laughs> it was really good tofu. <laughs> but we haven't invented that technology yet. Right. All right. So we're here in the land where Hillman was many times. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Hallowed halls. Mm. Yeah. What are you thinking today? Like, what have you been studying and working on this week? Um, we had depth psychology and the sacred on Monday. And then we were working with somatic dream images yesterday. Mm. And um, also dissertation development. And today we have integration of uh, teaching theory and practice. So it's basically oral comps. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds intense, but awesome. The first one, Depth Psychology and the Sacred, can you go a little bit deeper in that? Sure. So um, this session we were mostly talking about um, monotheistic religion, so it's like not really super my thing. Very Jungian. Um, but very Jungian, yes. We read a book by Murray Stein um, called Minding the Self that's all about Jungian contemplative practices, um, drawing heavily from the traditional Christian Bible, of course. Um, so the opposite of Hillman. Yes, very, very <laughs> much a different vein from Hillman. Mm-hmm. But um, next time we're going to be talking more about uh, Eastern philosophy of religion and Kundalini. Ah. Um, and so I'm really excited about that. And then uh, the final class we will be we're invited to explore and present um, our own experiences with the sacred or practices with the divine. Ooh, yeah. that sounds really nice. Such an interesting class. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Hillman would have a field day with that. Absolutely. Especially with his first lecture because that was one of the big things that uh, separated him from Jung. Mm-hmm. Getting into polytheism and more indigenous type traditions and lineages. Yeah, absolutely. Lots mm. of symbolism. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, what I mean, have you been studying? Oh gosh. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Everything. That's quite a lot to get into. It really is. Um, well, on Monday we had expressive arts, which was really a powerful class. I had prepared a song because we were supposed to bring in some sort of artistic expression. So I wrote this song that was called Affirmation Song, I Am Love. And it's very hypnotic, and I recorded it with my friend on Sunday, and I was all prepared and charged my speaker. But around midnight, Sunday night, I had this poem that I channeled pretty much stream of consciousness onto a voice memo and had it memorized the first time I did it, which 
is how I write songs and have all these poems come through, but it's never been where I just knew the poem and I memorized it and I said outside out loud, like, Psyche, I need to remember this, I need to know it, and I did. And so I'm sitting in class and we were kind of sprinkling it in throughout, like, oh, we'll do a couple of these artistic presentations and we'll go back to lecture. And just before lunch, like, I had such a deeply somatic experience where my heart was pounding, like going into sympathetic dominance, like shallow breathing. And I could feel like my, every cell vibrating, like you have to do this poem instead, like scrap the song you prepared. That's not it. Oh my God. And so I asked Jeannie if I could go before lunch and she obliged, gave my phone to Jamie because she was across the, from me and I, it's on my Facebook. I'll, I'll probably upload the audio to my podcast, Diva, Raven, Elizabeth. Great. And it was this poem about being fire and water because I'm a Pitta dosha and I'm also mostly water and fire in my astrology chart. So it's all about that and like what we think passion is and how wildfires, if they are too much, like if you just think passion is a fire, fires burn out of control. So we need, I said, we need all the elements. They're all relevant. And it just came through me and I like remembered every single word. I could not believe it. So it was, so, it was this affirmation, confirmation of like, this is what you should be doing. And I've always been the type that like, I need to be super prepared, blah, blah, blah. And then for me to actually follow my intuition, which is like what I want to be teaching, was a huge experience. Wow, that's incredible. It was so good. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to go <laughs> yeah. on your Facebook and so like, listen to that. Yes, I'm like, maybe I should do like slam poetry. I don't even know. It really yes, opens. You'd be really good at that. <laughs> Thank you. It opens so much. So I'm like, thank you, Expressive Arts, because coming into Pacifica, I just started painting again. I didn't think I could do those things anymore after I lost my eyesight. So it's been like a huge thing for me to be like, I went from just like doctor and thinking I had to hold this tension of opposites of art to being I'm a healing artist. And I don't even have to like label it fully, but like that's just where I'm at right now in the process and looking at more as a process than a product. Yeah, yeah, Sean McNiff. Yeah. yeah. And Hillman. Very Hillman as right? well. Just being in the process. Yes. And honoring that. So that was a huge lesson for me Monday. And I, I just feel like I'm on a different timeline since last week. And it's really amazing. Yeah. Well, because I just want to applaud the way that you really surrendered and followed Psyche. Both in uh, accessing this poem and then sharing it with mm-hmm. others. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my first year at Pacifica, I started uh, singing to myself a version of Carrie Underwood's uh, Jesus Take the Wheel, but it's Psyche Take the Wheel. Oh, I think you did mention that. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, that's, you did it. You, I love that. Perfect. We'll need to record that. Yeah. <laughs> I really I, love I'll it. do that with you, for sure. <clears throat> okay. Coming soon. <laughs> Like you take the wheel. <laughs> By the sister wives. <laughs> you can see our summer tour schedule. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's come talk to you about your shadow. Go into that. Make it all messy. And then we'll leave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll contain it a little bit more than that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else I had. I had uh, qualitative research mm, yesterday. I loved that class. And that was really good because it Ray makes it very embodied and we created sculptures and we had to go around and we didn't really know that she was gathering data, but of course she was. And I was first to go with this word that came to me and the word was cactus. Wow. So And then other people had like heat and sizzle and bloom. So we created this sculpture and it was very desert landscape and named it uh, 
prickly perceptions. That's amazing. For a second, I thought you were going to say that you guys made uh, cactus tacos. But... Um, yeah. <laughs> I have a little food on my brain. Sorry. I really... <laughs> well, so interesting because I heard the word and I saw the symbol and I was just like, I don't even like the desert. Mm. And so I was really thinking about like cactus and how it's prickly on the outside and like maybe that's my perception of research because that's that was the context. Oh. But the inside, there's like 200 years of wisdom and water yes. and nutrients and vitamins and everything you so need. Much nourishment. Yeah, and it's just like loving it up for Mother Earth. So sometimes you have to get past that outer layer of the container to go within. To be able to access that loving it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then today we're in trauma and resilience. Oh my gosh. Really good, really activating exercise just before lunch yeah, wow. that I'll share if you want. I would love to. So we had to, we were doing some grounding, just standing in our own space, going within, feeling our bodies, our skin, everything, and just being in ourselves like, this is me. This is my container. And then we thought of the first person or thing, animal that we love and went and just like placed ourselves in their body and experiencing us through their body. And it really showed me like how I pull away from somebody that I really love and how I scuttle like a little cancer crab. And then we came back into our bodies and then we did it one more time where we went into somebody who's like activating, triggering, um, that we have conflict with. And I went into a former partner's body and I felt like I grew like a foot because he's really tall and just like felt my ears or my shoulders touching my ears. My heart was racing and just the rigidity I felt being in that body and then coming to a place for a moment, just touching on a place of compassion, like, wow, it really must suck to be in this body. Right. And then coming back into my own, I had to sage and follow this onto myself and just clear all that stagnant energy. But it was just like really powerful, like seeing with this person I do love what I, what I can do, what I'm projecting. Mm -hmm. But then in this person, I really don't like how shitty it is for him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's incredibly powerful. And mm -hmm. to think of the potential for exercises like that for your healing artistry and mm. being able to uh, both build compassion and self-reflection for yourself and mm -hmm. how other people see you and to be able to show up more fully and have deepened compassion for everyone that you work with right oh my gosh so I'm thinking like taking that a step further would be then you stay within that for I mean you wouldn't you want to stay there very long maybe 10 minutes and just do a quick sketch or have a couple like primary colors and do a quick painting mm -hmm. and just see what that's like come back and settle in yourself and then go out again into the person you have conflict with and do another painting and just see what comes from it um oh. as a form of process But, I mean, there would be so many ways just getting more movement in there. Because this was, like, only a five-minute exercise, but it was really powerful. Yes. It's so powerful. So I see it as a launching pad. Yeah. Well, and I would also be curious if you did a painting, then your own painting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and integrate all of it. Right? A little series. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. There's a lot of potential. Mm -hmm. And that's why we were talking about, like, 
what is thematics? And it's just like everything is. Like art is thematic. Mm-hmm. It really is true. So to be like, oh, I don't identify as being like a thematic person, it's just really bizarre to me. Because it's like, well, then you don't really identify as like a person. Yes. <laughs> well, what is the Eve Ensler um, quote where she says that she had been working with a therapist for years and was talking, I think she had just been diagnosed with cancer and was mm-hmm. trying to come to uh, a place of uh, relationship with her body and it being in so much pain and her therapist looked at her and was like you know what I've never considered you as anything other than a head a floating head it's just like how disembodied right (laughs) wow yeah so of course the body is going to act up and scream and and do something to come back into our awareness and, and regain our attention. Right, and especially when you look at like holistic views of cancer, mm. I don't want to like fall fully in this rabbit hole, but I think it's important, is that some people view it as like the cancer, the tumor, pulling all the toxins, all the toxicity from other parts of the body and containing it. I've never heard that. Yeah, and so there, it's this creation, because the body's so innately intelligent of like, I'm going to pull all this crap into one place and contain within a tumor. That's incredible. Yeah. Energetically, I have worked um, with folks that have cancer, and it often um, shows up through patterns of internally directed hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar, it sounds like, but drawing all of that hate into one acute area of the body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we think of where it gathers, like you don't think that you're very smart and there's a lot of heights and so like brain cancer I'm not saying there's a correlation I'm just putting that out in the field like there there has to be some sort of association and like women with body issues with their breasts and like breast cancer is so prevalent and uh, and obviously you know as a doctor I, I understand the physiological processes but I also am like hmm there's more. <laughs> There's more. Yes. And to use a Hillmanian phrase, how can we see through the symptom to what's going on right. underneath? Yeah. We were just talking about that in class too, of like mm. cure. And I, I'm so, I'm so against that. Will and I have often talked about having like a fake race that's called the, the race for the cure of all diseases. But it's really just like you walk or run and then meditate <laughs> and do some yoga and eat good food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just try and be a human right. moving around. I like that we just have said human and not human beings. Hillman w- wanted to change human being to human animal. Oh, yes. And so we're just sticking with that first part. No, for sure. I am not into the speciesism of trying to de-identify or declassify humans as animals and to privilege humans above animals. Mm-hmm. That is... A whole lot of BS. It is. And have you noticed on social media how people are like, oh, this is a great human being. Like, human being, I feel like, is becoming more of a used phrase lately. Like, this phenomenon of, like, I'm with these terrific human beings. And it's like, that's great. But, like, why can't you say I'm, like, with my community, with my tribe, with my family, with my friends? Or with beings. With beings. Yeah. Because, I mean, the table that we're sitting at right now is a being that we are blessed to be interacting with. Thank you, table, yes. for holding my fruit and other things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What's yeah. that spirit of gratitude? Highest vibrations of love and joy and recognizing that instead of just like, we are above, we are the top of this hierarchy because we are not. Aho. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> All right. I feel like that synchronicity of uh, symphonic harmony and whatever was perfect ending. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good good closing. So that this is this week's or that was this week's episode. <laughs> what is time? I don't know. That's a whole nother podcast. That is. Um, <laughs> this is uh, week two of Sister Wives of Hillman signing off. Namaste. Bye.